friend, what would you say if there was an expert in the Christian writing industry who's willing to show you the ropes? Someone who would tell you from her expertise what to do, what not to do, who would introduce you to other experts in the field, like other professional authors and agents, marketing people and editors, and would help you by answering whatever questions you have. Well, I am that person and I am so excited to share with you Write That Book. Write That Book is an online group where we connect together. There's experts every week who share behind the scenes of their writing lives and give tips through Facebook lives. And we also have a forum where you can ask questions. It's only $24.95 a month. And you are going to love this community. You can find out more information by just going to writethatbook.club. That's writethatbook.club. I would love to connect with you and help you write that book. You're listening to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10, yes, 10, homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's word looks like. It's time to hear from God lovers who've dared to say yes. Listen in to Heart to Heart Chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going, and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover, and mega nap taker, Trisha Goyer. Well, friends, one thing I have to say about parenting is that it has brought me on my knees more than anything else. I think so many times in our lives, of course, we're praying, you know, that our kids will be healthy and that they'll get good grades and they'll love Jesus. But I've discovered as my kids have grown, my oldest is 31 now, that there are so many things to pray for. And that's why I'm so excited about today's guest and today's topic. We're going to be talking about the book. Praying the Scriptures for Your Children. Let me tell you a little bit about my guest. So Jody Burnt has written nine books, including the best-selling Praying the Scripture series for children's teens and adult children. She's a nationally known speaker and Bible teacher, and she's been featured on programs like Focus on the Family and the 700 Club. She's written for media outlets like Fox News and Proverbs 31 Daily Devotional. She and her husband, Robbie, have four adult children, and they live in Virginia Beach, Virginia. So welcome, Jody. Wow, Trisha, thank you so much for that introduction and that very full and complete bio. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the welcome. Oh, I'm so glad that you're here. And I just love this topic. I love to talk about prayer. And I know that, I mean, I definitely want to talk about, um, you know, what God has taught you as you've prayed for your kids. But I loved in the beginning of your book, when you talked about your own mom praying over you, because I think that is so special. So I would just love for you to tell a little bit about that. Oh gosh, that is um, that is so great. And actually, um, Audrey Roloff wrote the introduction to oh, okay. the anniversary edition. And um, you may be thinking of her. My mom was a praying mom as well. But I will tell you that when I read Audrey's, it just undid me because listening, reading in that introduction about how her mother. Um, prayed so intentionally for them and had actual scripture prayers posted in their house and in their garage and and kind of wouldn't let them leave the house till they were covered. Mm. And it made me feel so much more 
normal as a mom because our kids, I would feel the same way. And we'd hear the bus rumbling up the street. Like, I don't want your listeners to at all think that that we had these fabulous monastery-like morning devotions because we had <laughs> we had four kids in six years. And, you know, finding the shoes was the hard part. But we'd hear the, the bus change its gears as it came up the hill and someone would yell, bus, and we'd all run for the front door. And that would kind of be my cue to, to bless them and to say, mm. you know, walk with the king today, be a blessing, Lord bless you, you know, uh, just kind of praying over them. And of course, our, our devotions did get a little better as they grew. But uh, for anybody with kids who is struggling to just feel like they're not doing it right, anything, any blessing, any prayer, even as they're walking out the door, God hears that and he welcomes that. Um, but that wasn't your question. You asked about my own upbringing. Um, and I did have praying parents, which was really neat. When I was yeah. eight years old, my father, who had been a pillar in the church person, you know, he he was an elder, a Sunday school teacher, a softball coach, just kind of the all around greatest guy. Um, he came home one day and he said, you know what, I've been to a meeting where I found out that it's not about being a great guy. It's about having Jesus as your Lord and Savior, because guess what? We're, we're sinners. And here I was eight years old and you better believe I knew I was a sinner. You know, it, it wasn't like a revelation to me. I thought, yeah, I've, I've done bad stuff. And so it made perfect sense to me that um, Jesus Christ would be my savior. And I accepted him there with my dad, I mean, precious memory, um, when I was eight. And so my folks kind of did a 180. I, I, they were certainly a loving family before that time. Um, but once they really gave their lives and their hearts to the Lord, uh, a lot of our lives changed. Our vacations stopped being to you know fancy places or places with my dad's business. We'd start going to Christian family camps and things like that, um, having Christian rock bands come and stay with us because it was during the 1970s and that was a really big thing. And so every, everything just sort of um, became about the Lord. And, and that was a neat way to grow up, just feeling like that wasn't just something for Sundays and it wasn't something, prayer was not reserved for just Sundays. Um, I was really fortunate to see that kind of modeled day in and day out because I know now as an adult with adult friends and going around the country and speaking that that's not a super common experience. Mm -hmm. You're from um, moms and dads all the time who say, you know, prayer just feels kind of awkward for me. I didn't grow up doing that. I don't want it to be that way for my children. What do I do? Where do I start? So, so I, I'm really grateful for the upbringing I had, but boy, do I get it that, that, that can be a, a stumbling block for folks. Yeah, that is so good. And I love that. I mean, you could clearly remember the difference, like the before and the after. And I feel that way too. My mom became a Christian when I was in second grade. I had just finished first communion at a Catholic church and, and her and my, my grandma started going to a new church and it was like a nine day difference. All of a sudden, God was talked about in our home. Now, my stepdad never did accept God and he's they're divorced now. But the difference I saw in my mom and then especially my grandma, I remember them when they got baptized. I remember kind of the changes in their lives. I remember I remember um, my grandparents praying over their family. And my grandma's 90 
wow. one now. And wow. she still lives with us. She lives in the next room over. And I still hear her praying over her family. Oh um, and I, you know, I, a, I have chills. I mean, what a legacy for you to be able to hear that. Oh. Absolutely. And she prays in Spanish. She's Hispanic. <laughs> and so I want, and I don't speak Spanish. Oh, they never oh, taught me how to speak I Spanish. To you, I need to send you um, praying the scriptures for your children in Spanish, because that's one of a handful of languages it's translated. And they sent it to me on the publisher date. And I was so excited. I opened it up and I thought, I have no idea what this says. But. <laughs> yes, it's so cool. So I, I tried to record her the other day because I'm like, I just need one. But as soon as I went in there and kind of like peeked in her room with the video, she stopped praying. So I'm like, I, oh. I need to catch her praying in Spanish for all her kids and grandkids and oh, all that. But it, that's the yeah. best. And I'm getting ready to be a grandmother. Our eldest is expecting um, in a couple weeks. And I will say that as a mom, knowing that my mom was praying for my kids was such a relief and such yeah. a comfort because there were long stretches of time when I could barely send up a, you know, help me God. Um, and, and I just feel like, you know, if there's any grandmoms listening, just know that that's the greatest gift you can give to your adult children is to be able to cover them and their families in prayer, because no matter where they are on their faith journey, whether they're super strong or, or just starting out or have questions or doubts, they just might not always have the bandwidth or the time as they're trying to wrangle all these little ones and and you can you know be holding them up so I was really grateful for a mom so I'm grateful to hear about your grandmom that's in the next room that's wonderful yeah I love that so much I love that you know we're talking about kind of the legacy um and I wanted to kind of steer that direction because this is the 20th anniversary of this book yeah and so I think that's so cool and I want to just talk about a little bit about like how is your life different when you first wrote it compared to now, 20 years later? Because I know the truths in it are so much the same, but I know our lives even change. I mean, 20 years, a lot happens. Yes, yes, a lot, a lot happens. Um, and I think we grow and stretch and understand things differently. We, um, I lo- would love to say that I've learned to trust Jesus all the time, but I, I, <laughs> Never I, any I, I laugh at how many times he teaches me to trust him. I think, oh, you're so good. You're so trustworthy. You're so faithful. And then, you know, the next crisis of the day comes up and I'm, whoa, what am I doing? And I think, why can't I learn about mm. that and, and relax? Um, so I didn't intend to um, be a writer and I didn't intend to talk about prayer. You know, they, they were things I did, but, uh, but it wasn't a, a goal per se. Um, but I had these, these kids, I think I said, I, we had four kids in six years and I was praying for things like, you know, their fevers, if they were sick or their spelling test, um, when they went off to school. And there was a period where I thought, okay, I believe in prayer and I know God, um, commands us to pray and invites us to pray. And I know he moves in answer to prayer, but Honestly, my prayers were starting to get um, a little routine, mm. uh, a little boring. I thought, you know, this doesn't really excite me. And it, I can't imagine God wants to tune in and listen to this again. You know, so-and-so sick or help so-and-so on their spelling test. And and I, I know he does care. I shouldn't say that. He cares about our littlest, tiniest requests. But it just didn't feel to me to have the vibrancy that I wanted as I looked at some other more mature believers. And um And I also felt like, gee, you know, I didn't know if I had the bandwidth for it again, because I had all these, this laundry to do and these kids. And I felt like, boy, if I don't 
sit down with my prayer journal and carve out, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes and really have my cup of tea and my quiet time. Like there wasn't Instagram back then, but if there had been, I'm sure it would have been pictured and intimidated me. Um, and two things, one was an older, wiser woman looked at me and she said, Jody, just, just pray. You can pray while you're folding mm. the laundry. You can pray while you're cleaning the bathrooms, you know? And that was so freeing to me to just think, you know what? Yes, I can pray while I'm walking behind a stroller and I can pray out loud. And my children, even if they're not understanding me yet can be covered in prayer as, as we're walking along. And then the other thing was I got involved with a group. I'm sure a lot of your listeners have heard of it, Moms in Prayer. And they, the basis of their uh, prayer approach is to really pray scripture, mm-hmm. um, take the Bible, not just as something to read, but as something to pray. So, you know, say you, um, you read a verse like Philippians 4, verse 6, uh, where it says, um, don't be anxious about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And and you read that and I think, oh, okay, I'm going to turn that into a prayer. Help my child not be anxious about anything, but help them come to you in prayer. And so when I started kind of using the Bible as a launching pad for my prayers and to sort of shape my prayers, all of a sudden they got uh, more interesting, more exciting, more creative, more depth. There were places I was going in prayer that I'd never thought to pray for before um, in terms of my kids' relationships and their honesty, their kindness, their time management, you know, things that might not be on the radar every single day suddenly were because, because scripture addresses all those things. So that's kind of how I, I got excited about it. And then I started being curious. I was like, all right, I know what I'm praying about for my kids. And I say in the book, I was praying that they'd be nice to each other because (laughs) just just getting in the car, I don't know. I don't know if your listeners are like us, but everybody wanted the same seat. You know, my foot's in his face and he stepped on me and you smell and it just wasn't a, a godly car ride even to school half the time. And so I was just asking God to help them be nice to each other. And I came upon Ephesians 4, verse 29, which says, uh, let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what's helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it would benefit those who listen. And I read that and I thought, oh my gosh, okay, A, A, God's been spying on our family, on our carpool, (laughs) and B, he's just thrown me a lifeline and an anchor. So I started um, praying that verse over my children and over myself. And I did see a marked difference um, in our communication and our interaction. and, And that was great. And I thought, okay, I wonder what other people want. And so I did a little survey, um, back before there was email or survey monkey or Facebook or anything like that. I, I just, wrote it up on pieces of paper and handed it to people. And I'd see you in the grocery store or the carpool line, or I sent out our Christmas cards and tucked them in there. And I got more than a hundred of the surveys back. And that is so cool. Well, I mean, (laughs) this was, this was like, so, so, you know, self-addressed stamped envelope, whatever. Um, And I asked one question. I said, okay, if you could ask God to do anything for your children, for your family, what would it be? And I loved the answers. And you can just imagine, I'm sure in your mind or in your listeners' minds, there might be something right now they're thinking, boy, you know, my child needs a friend or my child needs self-control, whatever it is. Um, So all these answers came back and I used the top 20 of them to shape the book's table of contents. I was like, all right, 
people want their kids' faith to flourish. They want them to be saved. They want them to love God's word. You know, they want to use their gifts, that kind of thing. They want their relationships to to be strong with friendships and sibling relationships and teachers and that kind of thing. And their and their character for kindness and wisdom and for self-control and diligence, all of that. And their future, you know, even with though my kids were young, people were praying about uh, their own children's marriage partners or their purpose in life or, or that kind of thing. So I wrangled them all together and started poking around in the Bible just to say, okay, I wonder what God says about, you know, your time management or your um, safety, those kind of things. And this is also before Google. So you couldn't just type in Bible verse about anxiety. (laughs) You got to read that Bible. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, you know, tearing through the pages, underlining, highlighting, keeping spiral notebooks. And it just began almost in spite of me to kind of come together in a book format. And I thought, yeah, I don't even know if anybody besides me will be excited about this. But I sent it off to a publisher. I had been a writer before. I'd done some financial planning books and I was the the writer for the money gurus. I know nothing about money. Um, but so I had a relationship with some publishers and they took it. And um, so it's been just an interesting journey since then, because like I said, I didn't start out... I did want to be a parent and I did want to be a praying mm. parent, but I didn't think I'd have anything to say, you know, to others. And and really I don't. Really, God is the one who has stuff to say. If the strength of the books I always say is his word in them more than anything that I have come up with, because it's really his love for us and his word to us that can shape our prayer lives. And I, I love it that it's first of all it's timeless because parents always need to pray for their kids. <laughs> and then as they grow, there are new and different prayer needs. It's not like, yes. okay, we prayed everything. They're all good to go now. They're adults and that's enough. I know you Absolutely. have a, a book specifically not, not for as, yeah. as they grow, but as times change, like in this twentieth anniversary edition there's a whole new chapter on technology because you better believe 20 years ago, we weren't talking about things like screen time when we'd go to Mm. play group and we weren't, you know, wondering what kind of filters we had on our home computers. We didn't even have home computers. We probably had one big box thing sitting on the desk. And so, um, yeah, smartphones and social media and all of that is a big concern now that wasn't on my radar 20 years ago. Yeah. And then you were able to tie that into the book in this new edition, which I think, I mean, it's so timely because it's timeless, but it's also what parents need today and the things that they do need to pray about with their kids. And I love one of the quotes I love you talk about is the more we allow the Bible to shape our prayers, the more our requests will line up with God's plans. And I think that's when you talked about like you felt like, you know, just you didn't know your boring prayers or because, you know, you're just kind of praying the same things. But when we look at God's word and like you were saying, we could pray this and yeah. we can pray that. And, yes. oh, God has a plan for this. And it does get exciting. And we can see so much more of what God wants to do in our lives. I think, you know, when they're little, we just kind of like, please help us potty train. <laughs> We're just right. so limited to those things. But then we get to see, oh, well, God does have a hope and a future for our kids. Absolutely. You know, um, and it, uh, it is so exciting. And honestly, when I first read, I, uh, it's John 15, verse 7, where he says, Jesus says, if you remain in me and my words Mm. remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And I read that and I thought, oh, come on. You know, that sounds like a late night infomercial. Ask whatever you want. You get it. And, um, And I thought, how can that be? But then as I've lived with that verse, you know, I lived with it for the first few months and years and now 20 some years of depending on it. What I've come to see is exactly what you just said, that the more we dig into scripture, the more we allow it to kind of shape 
how we think and, and even what we desire, um, his word can create our desires in us. So our perspective and our longings and our prayers begin to line up with the things that God really already wants to do and has planned. So prayer does become more exciting because you realize you're partnering with God. You know, we're not the ones that are doing the blessing and the providing. We think as parents, you know, that it's all up to us to make our kids strong and wise and smart and good and kind and, you know, achieve the college of their dreams and, you know, whatever it is. Um, and yet our job is to love them and to pray for them and, and let God do those, that providing. And it's so great that he invites us to partner with him instead of just doing it on his own. I, I love that it's a, a way we can slip our hand into his. Absolutely. And I think, you know, as we're praying for our kids, it's also changing our heart and even changing our parenting. Cause I think about when the pandemic first started and everyone was grumpy, you know, they had to stop playing basketball. They, I mean, that, you yeah. know, they, that so much, so many things had to end. And I was praying, um, and, you know, came across, you know, just love your neighbor. And I thought, okay, help me, you know, let's help my kids to learn how to love their neighbors today and each other. And then I thought, well, what can we do to love our neighbors? And so, yeah. you know, as we're all grumpy, I said, what if we just bake cookies? Everyone's in the same thing. You know, we can't leave our houses. Um, why don't we just bake cookies and drop them off? And that changed everyone's attitude. So oh. as I'm praying that, you know, that my kids will learn to love each other and love their neighbor, I all of a sudden I thought, well, we can do something about this. We can, you know, show some active Isn't love. It's so neat that when you choose an act of generosity or kindness, you know, you think you're blessing someone else, but you're the one whose heart changes. It just, you know, all these studies I've read recently where it's linking that kindness and that generosity to happiness. Um, mm-hmm. And it just, it, it, it's just such a neat thing. So good for you. That's wonderful to jump into the pandemic and get rid of the grumpies that way. Yeah. And it's, you know, it comes back to let's pray about this. And then as you're praying, God is answering your prayer and he's often putting something on our hearts that we can do differently, or we can guide our children to do differently, or we could teach them or, or you know, just encourage them. Um, it is transforming. And often it starts with us as the parents as we're oh praying. My gosh. Yeah, so much. You know, they say more is caught than taught. And it really does start with us. And even the prayers start with us, because I think I love that your children or grandchildren could, uh, you know, listen in on on grandma praying because mm-hmm. I think that the more our children see us depending on God, the more they won't look to us as, you know, their provider, their savior, the more when we blow it, they'll say, oh yeah, well, of course she blew it because she's depending on God just like I am. And, you know, I, I'm not going to de- necessarily worship her, so to speak. I'm going to worship God because she has modeled that for me. And golly, I think that's so freeing to turn our children over to God as their provider, their source of joy. We can't, we can try our best, but we're going to let them down. So yeah, absolutely. And I think when we, you know, when they do see us praying or saying, you know, let me pray about that or, um, you know, praying right. with them, um, then they do. I love that. He was just saying they do see God is the one who has the answer. Yes. Um, we're yeah. not and always you know, going to have the answer. So true. But just when you when you say that, what comes to my mind, too, is parents of teenagers who are, I know I did, roll my eyes. My grandmother mm. was always wanting to pray for us. In fact, she never asked us, she never gave us a thing for Christmas. She would just be like, I'm praying for you. And what you needed to give for me is a Bible verse that you memorize. 
And I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, why does she have to make Christmas <laughs> so holy? You know, I just wanted a new pair of jeans or something. But um, but looking back, um, I think all those verses she made us memorize one a year, you know, did more for my own self confidence and security and wisdom and happiness than any, you know, Barbie doll ever would. And I think too, um, as our kids are, are seeing that and, and learning that a teenager might be rolling their eyes, but I will tell you, I've got adult children now who will text me and say, Hey, can you pray? I've got a big meeting. Mm. And I think, wow, 10 years ago, you were like, mom, can I please get out the door? I'm late to, you know, my, my school or my soccer practice. And so parents of teens, if they're rolling your eyes, just love them and let them know you're praying. (laughs) Yeah, that's so good. I think one of the best lessons that I learned is um, I started leading a teen mom support group when my kids were still in elementary school. And I remember being in there and here these pregnant teenagers or some had their babies and we would talk about God and we would pray for them. And literally they were talking. I thought they weren't listening. You know, they were like, again, rolling their eyes. Like we just came for the free diapers, but you're going to tell us about Jesus. Okay. You know, I thought, oh, what good is this? It seems like nothing was happening. But years later, I mean, still, I mean, some of them have, you know, adult children now, like their kids are like 18, 19. They'll still contact me. Can you pray about this? Or remember when you said this? And it just showed me and it helped me so much to realize that they are listening. Um, It helps with my own kids, even when we do devotions or I'm going to pray, you know, pray over them for something. And they'd seem like they're not caring. They're not interested. They do not want you to do that. Um, that it does make a difference. It's those seeds are planted. And, you know, even when we adopted our older girls who weren't raised, you know, doing devotions around the table, they'd be like, why do we have to do this? I'm like, you just put your head down. You know, I just want you to be here. And, um, you know, after time, they're like, remember what you said, or, you know, thank you for praying about that. It does make a difference. So I want to add in that encouragement you just shared. Even though it may seem like they're not interested, that they're not paying attention, they don't care, or maybe they even hate it. Like there may be some kids that don't want you to pray. Keep doing it because it will make a difference. Well, and I love what you just said about we came for the free diapers. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, you might have been teasing a little about that, but I just know for our kids, when we have found ways to sort of sweeten the deal, whether Mm -hmm. it's, hey, we're going to get together with this other family where we know you like their kids and we're going to make ice cream sandwiches or ice cream sundaes and we're going to spread a big blanket out in the yard and we're just going to pray. And, you know, the kids can be quiet. They don't have to feel like they're praying out loud in front of other people if they're not comfortable. Now, some of my kids were and some weren't, but that was part of their growing up um, experience. And they would have grumbled probably if I'd said, I'm putting a blanket out in our backyard, everybody get outside. We're going to look up at the stars and pray. But the fact that we brought these friends in and added the ice cream, they're like, that's not so bad. And so, uh, you know, just to, to kind of not be afraid to, uh, make it a fun experience or to, or to make some other vested interest, like for your, uh, teen moms, you know, the diapers, it, that's a okay. So yeah, absolutely. Whatever will get their attention and, yeah. and, yep. uh, because we know, I mean, the greater thing is that they are understanding that we turn to God when we are weary, when we are stressed, when we have concerns. And that's the one thing I'm going to talk about, too, because I think so many parents are weary and stressed and they feel like this is not even working. I've been praying about this. So what encouragement would you have maybe for that parent that is feeling all those things right now? Gosh, you know, aren't we all in some measure, I think, right now um, with pandemic, mm-hmm. with other things, it just um, everyone kind of has a little bit of a weight on them. Um, but I would just say, uh, even when we don't see the needle moving, you know, we're praying about something and we're kind of going, Lord, um, 
here's what I, I, I looked at God and I was like, I trusted you. I thought you were going to do this. This seems like a great plan. And he just really gently said to me, you know, you were trusting in your plan. You weren't trusting in me. Uh, my ways are higher. My ways are, are better. And that was a good uh, sort of reminder to me to let it go without thinking, okay, it has to be exactly in the way or the timing, I think, because God has answered most of my prayers in a way that's different than they were when I started out. Um, and in hindsight, I can say, okay, you know, he was right. Um, but the other thing I would say to a parent who's feeling weary or discouraged, um, don't be afraid to confide in a, a friend, someone who also loves the Lord and will love your kids, kind of the good, bad, and the ugly. Um, I really believe in that power of multiplied prayer of the two or more prayer of agreement Jesus talks about in Matthew 18, where two or more are gathered, I am there with them. Because there were times in an, um, our own parenting season, both when you know my son was in kindergarten and then other times when they were teenagers and off into college, where I got to a place where I almost thought I couldn't pray anymore. I, I know that sounds kind of dramatic to say, but really I just thought I give up. I, I've prayed and prayed. I haven't seen anything changing. Um, I still believe in God. You know, I know he's good and I know he's loving, but this isn't helping. So I quit. And during those times, one of the most beautiful things was to watch as some of my girlfriends came alongside me and just kind of said, you know, that's okay. We'll take up this burden for you. We'll pray your child through this. Um, we'll be the Aaron and the herd by Moses's arms uh, again, you know, holding you up when you're too weary to pray. So, so I would say to, to somebody, uh, do find a friend to confide in who can lift up your arms and to pray with you. And then also remember the example of our heavenly father, because boy, oh boy, you know, he's a parent. <laughs> He's got mm -hmm. that father heart. He gets it. He knows what it's like to have children walk away from him, uh, not do what he commands, not do what he knows is best, um, whether it's outward rebellion or just something quiet in our hearts. He's watched us all do dumb stuff and he's watched us all walk away. And yet he never stops loving us and he never stops pur pursuing us. And I have taken so much comfort and strength from his example as I parent my own children thinking, you know what, I'm never going to stop loving them. I'm never going to stop pursuing them. Um, and you know, that looks different. We were talking before we started recording about different ages and certainly the way you parent and love a three-year-old is going to be different than the way you parent and love a 30-year-old, but you never do stop loving and you never stop praying. And I love the example that God gives us in scripture of his heart for us. And I, I ask him daily to make my heart like his for my children. Absolutely. And it, it really is. Um, I mean, you know, God is for our kids and he, you know, he desires them to come to him. And um, I love that we can just say, okay, God, you know, you know, the, the thing I pray and especially when I've had wandering kids before is all right. You know, you talk about leaving the 99 to go after the one I'm like, go, go after the one God and, sure, and just continue sure. to you know pray those things. And, um, and one thing that God has told me when I prayed for some of the hard stuff, especially with my adult kids, is, you know, um, answered prayer isn't a quick fix. And I think so many times we want the quick fix. We yeah. want it answered now. We want them to all of a sudden show up at the door like, hey, you know, I'm not going to live with my boyfriend anymore. <laughs> and you're like, great, come on back. Yes, yes. You know, I know. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I think when um, our kids get older, it is hard because, I mean, there's kids that make 
bad choices, wrong choices, things that we wish choices that we wouldn't make. But also there's things that happen to them. You know, one of my um, my my oldest son, his his first wife divorced him. And, you know, we tried to talk to her. We prayed. You know, we, I mean, right. you know, he, he waited two years, um, you know, hoping for reconciliation. And they have to they they have to um turn to God uh, with us by their side, but they have to, you know, learn that not every prayer is going to be answered in the way they want. And we could just be there with them. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I went through my own season of unanswered prayer that was really difficult. And, um, and as I talked to the Lord about it, because I felt like a failure faith wise, like, Mm -hmm. okay, I know you're good and I know you're loving, so I shouldn't be sad because I should be trusting you and just moving forward. You know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And so I was kind of beating myself up because if I was honest, I thought, but I'm not feeling really joyful. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling really sad. And God was so tender because he said, you know, that's okay. You know, your pain is real. Your sadness is real. And why don't you just come and let me comfort you? And it was the sweetest thing to know that my heavenly father cared about my needs and he cared about my hurt. Um, And he just wanted to comfort me. And I think about when we have little kids who scrape their knees or like sometimes when my kids were little, I would even hold off a few extra minutes, giving them, you know, whatever the medicine was, that was going to make them better. Cause I was like, I really like when they just keep their head on my (laughs) I know that 20 minutes after I give them that Tylenol, they're going to be out on the basketball court feeling better. And I loved the snuggle of them just saying, I want you to hold me. And I think God is loves that with us too. He's got his arms wide open saying, just bring me your questions, bring me your pain, bring me your sadness and and let me hold you. And then I also love, um, you know, just talking about what our adult kids go through and my adult children have had some bumps and bruises along the way. And um, I think it's second Corinthians, the first chapter where God says that um, he comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others with the same comfort that we have received. And I've seen that in my, my kids, they go through a dark, hard season when they're hurt and disappointed. Um, and it, you know, like you say, something has happened to them. It wasn't necessarily the result of a, a, in a couple of these cases, it definitely wasn't a result of a bad choice. It was just a, an unfortunate thing. And I would never wish that on them, but I can also see a depth of maturity and, and trust in the Lord and ability to, reach out to others that wasn't there in such a large measure before. And so their, their sort of compassion bank has expanded. And I, I love seeing how God is, has used those hard things to shape their character and mine, just making us a, a little more grace filled toward others. So, um, you know, it doesn't, doesn't make the hurt go away, but it sure is nice to know that we can lean into him for comfort and then extend that to others. That is so good. And that reminds me, I mean, as you're talking about, you know, being able to go to him in comfort, that alone is a huge thing um, because it means trust. It means we trust him that mm-hmm. even if things are still hard in this moment, I'm going to seek God's comfort. And it reminded me when we adopted one of our girls, she was five when she came home and anytime she would get hurt, she would get mad. She would run off. She would kick the walls. She would hit, you know, you know, here she's a cut on her knee and she would just be so angry and she wouldn't come to me. You know, I ended up talking to her therapist about it. Her therapist was like, no one ever taught her that she can go to you for comfort or go to anyone for comfort. Um, You know, maybe they were angry at her for bothering them. Maybe they got mad at her. Maybe they laughed at her. Maybe they hurt her more, you know, 
when she was hurt. And so that's something you actually have to train. And so we would, um, we would have to teach her say, we, and I just use the name Sissy. It's not her real name, but I'll say Sissy, you know, when you get hurt, you could come to me and I will hold you and I'm going to get abandoned. And we, it was something we had to teach her. Yeah. And um, over and over again, we would practice, okay, pretend you're hurt. Okay, now come to mommy, come to mommy. And she would run and say, <laughs> wow. and say like, let me hold you and let me bandage you and let me love on you. And so when she really got hurt, she knew what to do. Well, we had practiced so much with me, but we forgot to practice with my husband. So he's out there with her on her bike and she falls and she's like, mommy. And she runs right around him to go find me. And so, you know, we actually, okay, we actually have to teach her that she could come to daddy too. Um, but the fact that we go to God, even if we are disappointed and hurt and yeah. upset, yeah. that is like showing that we trust him. So it really is. And, and there is, it's such a weird um economy or a weird dynamic that this happens, but I think it's Isaiah 30 verse 15. And again, check me on that, but I think that's the one that says in quietness and in trust is your strength. And, you know, when we feel like we got nothing, we are weak, we're disappointed, we're hurt, we're angry. When we go to that place of trust, there is a strength that we tap into there. It's not our own strength. I think it's the Lord's strength, but he sort of fills it up and, and just in that place of trust, it gives us, it gives us something to do, you know, like, okay, what should I do here? Trust. Okay. That's the plan. I'm going with it. And I think when we have a plan, it really helps. So. Yeah. And what I love too, as even through this conversation, I mean, you know, it's like four or five times you're like, and this scripture says this, and this scripture says this, <laughs> the more we turn to God and pray those scriptures, they do become a part of us. They do become a part of our heart. They become a part of our conversation. And when something's going on, our mind are gonna, is going to turn to that scripture. And I, I think, you know, the best thing uh, growing up and going to Sunday school and we would get candy and little prizes out of that treasure box when we learned memory verses. And we thought that was the prize. I'm like, oh no the prizes when I'm struggling to go back to that scripture that's what comes to mind I'm like thank you Margo who is my teacher you know for for giving all that scripture I know you've experienced this that whatever you have read God uses that day um and I I I know I talk with so many folks who don't have a lot um, stored away in their memory bank. You know, it's it's hard for people to always remember things. And I wound up doing these uh, 31-day prayer calendars, one for children, one for teens, and one for adult children. And I just put them on my website so folks could download them so that if they didn't have a ready-made, you know, uh, thing for um, – diligence, they could look out and just say, oh, Colossians 3.23, whatever they do, may they work at it with all their heart as working for the Lord and not for others, not for human masters. Now, that might not be something that they had locked in, but it's just right there as an easy download. Um, I, I just all about kind of making making scripture part of our lives and making prayer super doable because I oh. just think, I think people... Um, I think it's mysterious. I think we, we we shrouded in sort of this. It's complicated. It's difficult. You have to sound holy. You have to get your act together. You know, we we put all these barriers, and God's just like, just come to me. Just talk to me. So. Uh, that's so awesome. We're going to put the link in the show notes to make sure that they can get a link to those prayer calendars. Cause I, I love that, that, you know, with the book and then with the, you know, these resources, it's like, 
you don't have to figure it out yourself. Here's some scriptures you can pray. <laughs> Let's yeah. pray this. Yeah. And yeah. I love it's how like you, know, you, share, floor, you know, yes. you share stories. Oh. So it makes us make us understandable. You have prayer principles and then you have, okay, here's prayers you can use. And they're written out. Heavenly father, shine your light in blank's heart. I mean, these are, and that's what I love. And I think that is so much, you know, when we think about when we're teaching our kids anything, um, you know, this is how we eat with a spoon. I mean, we, we model for it. We practice over and over again. And I love that you've just provided this resource to, to help parents that maybe didn't grow up with a praying parent or a praying grandma or, you know, right. don't know the scriptures and how to pray. You, you have it right here in this resource, which I'm so, so thankful for. Well, it was, it's, was really fun to do all that. little. it's like a treasure hunt. And you know that you open your Bible and you're like, what's in there? Oh, that's great. So <laughs> I've always told my husband, did you know, did you know, I just read this this morning. Usually he's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, well, I just realized this morning, but I love it. Well, again, um, the book is praying the scriptures for your children, discover how to pray God's purpose for their lives. And this is a, a beautiful book. It would be a great um, gift to give to people, you know, and especially you could even give it to friends and say, hey, let's pray through this together. Like, here's a yeah, copy, you know, for, me, here's a copy you, for you. I love that you say that. And just two things. Um, I did a study guide for it, and it's free on the website because of that reason. Wanting folks, yes, you can certainly go through it on your own, in your own prayer time, in your own as-needed basis. Oh, my you know, kid is really struggling with a sibling relationship. Let me turn to that chapter. That's totally legit. But I think in this parenting journey, it really helps when we have someone coming alongside us. And so I made this study guide, just really simple, only five questions per chapter. So people don't feel like, Oh, I got another Bible study to do. And I can't even keep up. Um, because I wanted people to be able to connect like that and process some of what they were reading and learning. Um, just because I just feel like that's, it's great to have someone walking through it with you. Yeah, we need that. We need those prayer partners to walk through it. And, um, you know, like you said, when one is weak, the other can be strong. And that's what God brought us together for. Yeah. 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 Well, Jody, thank you so much for being here. Where can people connect with you? I, I mentioned we're going to put links to all these things that you mentioned in the show notes, but generally, where can they connect with you online? Well, um, jodyburnt.com, B-E-R and J-O-D-I-E. I was in kindergarten. I spelled it five different ways. And so just said pick one. So it's J-O-D-I-E-B-E-R-N-D-T.com. Um, and that's where folks can download all the free printables and get the videos if they want to do a you know a video study or that kind of thing. Um, I'm also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, probably most Instagram. It's at Jody underscore burnt. But I try my hand at the others. But I tell you, I have been known to tweet my grocery list out. And I thought I was texting my husband. So <laughs> I, I'm not great at this stuff. So just beware. You know, if you follow me, you never know what you'll get. <laughs> oh, I love that. Maybe a grocery list. And then, then you already took care of that for yeah, us. Sure. <laughs> my prayers answered. I know what I'm having for dinner. <laughs> well, Jody, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> What a joy it was to talk to Jody about prayer and answered prayer. Um, I am so thankful that we have God to turn to when we are worried and concerned. And I guarantee every new season of our lives as parents is going to bring more worries and concerns as our kids grow. Um, I remember being so concerned when my daughter was 14 months and wasn't walking yet. And my husband said, you know what, by the time she's five, she's going to be running around and um, 
you can't even you're not even going to be tell the tell the difference and those things seem so minor compared to you know praying for my kids to turn their hearts to the lord or praying for my kids um to find a future spouse but each season has important prayers and we should never feel like oh this is not a big deal everything that concerns us can be something that we can take to God in prayer. And getting older and seeing our kids grow up and leave the home isn't always easy. But also looking back, I can see how God answered prayers again and again and again. Um, Sometimes they were small prayers, sometimes they were large prayers, but He has been so faithful. And that also encourages me because there's things I'm still praying for. There are, will always be things that I'm praying for, for myself as a parent, parent and for my kids. But we have God who we can turn to. Now, today's Walk It Out verse is a scripture that really is a prayer for you. Let me read it to you today. Um, Psalm 115, 14 through 15. May the Lord richly bless both you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. And that's really what I want our prayer to be today on Walk It Out is just a prayer over you and your children. So dear Heavenly Father, first of all, I thank you for every listener and whether they physically our parents, whether they spiritually lead and guide and influence other people. Lord, I pray a rich blessing upon every listener. I pray that the burdens that my listeners are carrying, that they will turn those things over to you, Lord. I am so thankful, God, that you are a faithful God, that you are always there, always in tune, always listening, and that you have good plans for our lives and for our children's lives. I'm so thankful, Lord, that as our children grow and seek you, that they also will discover you in new ways also. And that is such an encouraging thing. I pray for every listener to be encouraged today. Lord, I pray that you will bring a special message, a special scripture, and encouragement just to remind each one that they matter and what they do makes a difference, Lord. And for those who are carrying heavy, heavy burdens, I just lift those things up to you. I know that sometimes the choices that our children make are so heartbreaking. And more than anything, every parent just wants their their child to be serving you, living for you, making good choices. And I pray, Lord, that you will bring hope and peace. Maybe if the hope and peace is gone, that you will bring hope and peace in new and fresh ways. And I just thank you for all these things. I also pray for Jody. I pray that you will bless her, bless her ministry, and bless the release of this book. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, friend, thank you so much for tuning in to Walk It Out. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful that you take time to listen. Remember, encourage your friends to tune in, share your favorite episodes, and maybe you can join together with your friends to pray for your kids. Say, hey, I listened to this podcast, listen to it, check it out, and get them to join in. Now, friends, I pray that you may have a blessed week. Thanks for listening to Walk It Out. Head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world. We love new friends. See you next time.